Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Rewind, the podcast that rewatches, reviews, and reassembles a shattered hammer for every movie, show, and one-shot in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I'm Tony Camarena. And I'm Al Rodriguez. And you can follow us on Twitter at MCU underscore Rewind. And you can rate us on whatever podcast app you are currently using, which is the best thing you can do for any podcast. And with that, today's episode is our predictions for Thor, Love and Thunder. And, uh... As usual, when we have these predictions episodes, we have guests. We have Gorgon and Fat Thor from the Sons of Mjolnir podcast. Welcome, guys. Thanks for having us. Uh, my name's Colt. Y'all can call me Gorgon. And I'm TJ. Uh, most of y'all know me as Fat Thor, though. Yep. And y'all can follow us on Twitter um, for our personal handles at either of those handles. I'm the last Gorgon. He's Fat Thor. Super easy to find. We also have our brand new Sons of Mjolnir podcast Twitter. And you can follow us on YouTube and Spotify at the same name. Yeah, And uh, anyone who uh, didn't catch that, it those links and all that stuff is in the show notes. So go ahead and pull up however it is you grab show notes and, and there you can you can click those links. So. You do not need to hit the rewind button and then find a pen and then write it down. Or Google how to spell Mjolnir. Or that one too, because I still do that every time. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So I'm, I am so glad that you guys are on here for, for this episode specifically. Um, I, uh, I was listening to, to uh, one of your shows and, uh, and I immediately thought, Oh no, no, this, this might, um, be a mistake. These guys know everything. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, Not we everything. Joking Not about everything. Yeah. But we're trying. <laughs> You'll get there eventually. You, I think, combined, you two both know everything. Um, it's just that you're not always around each other. Um, so you. So if someone asks you, they just come up to you like, "Hey, I have a question." Like, well, that's not a question. You know, that's that's the other guy. <laughs> yeah, we're actually like Voltron. When we come together, we just become more powerful. You know. All right. Well, cool. Well, uh, so glad you guys are here, and we'll uh, just kind of jump into things. So, again, this is another one of our prediction episodes. Uh, so, couple of housekeeping things before we actually start. Uh, first up, our spoiler policy. Um, our usual spoiler policy is uh, null and void for this episode, so uh, we might end up talking about absolutely everything uh, that has happened in the MCU. So if you have uh, yet to see the first three Thor films, uh, you're probably going to get spoiled on that. Just just a heads up right there. Uh, now, the way the predictions work is that all uh, four of us have each brought two questions uh, for a total of eight questions. Uh, and then we have our usual three questions at the end uh, that we always ask. So a grand total of eight. Sorry, 11. I wrote down eight twice. Uh, this is what happens when you read directly from your notes. <laughs> anyway, so we're going to all say what we think. And in a couple of weeks, we'll come back and see how well we did. And then argue for points when we will crown a winner. Uh, virtually, of course, because we still don't have a prize. One of these days, I'll buy something, I think. Um, maybe, maybe get like McDonald's toys or something. I don't know. Uh, we'll see what happens with that. <laughs> a crisp and high five. There we go. A yes. high five. Yeah. I'll, I'll drive across the country places. every time we do this to give whoever wins a high five. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds worth it to me. Yep. Same. All right. Uh, and I think that is uh, a legally binding contract. So Tony's agreed. And let's move on. Uh, my fingers All were right. crossed. <laughs> <laughs> Foiled again. Uh, <laughs> uh, and if you want to see how well uh, or how horrible we've done in the past, uh, you can go to our uh, website, mcrewind.com. Click on the little prediction results uh, link on the top right corner and you can see the the full list of everything we've done uh you know one of these days i'm gonna go back and listen to, to one of those like the the very first one we did for uh i think it was infinity war uh i, I know we did so so bad but it's uh it's always <laughs> nice to see you know how how far you've come uh, and by far i mean how many of these we've done that's it <laughs> all right Cool. So uh, I think we're good. Let's uh, just go ahead and jump into these questions. So um, we're going in uh, some sort of order. I don't know what it is, but mine, my questions are first. <laughs> and I'll read that one. <laughs> so uh, in this film uh, from the trailers, we know that uh, Valkyrie is king of New Asgard. 
why is she joining the Thors on their adventure? Tony, what do you think? All right. Um, well, we can tell from the trailer that she's uh, bored. So she's probably looking for any excuse to go on an adventure. But um, I think, like, what gives her the in is that Gore sent some minions to attack New Asgard since I guess they're all gods. Um, and King Valkyrie is investigating, like, on behalf of New Asgard, she's investigating and trying to stop the threat. So she's like, well, so- someone's got to do it. We have no other hero. So she's taking the opportunity. All right. Cool. All right, uh, Gorgon, what do you think? You know, I think that's a that's a pretty good take on it, too. I think also she's probably, you know, we see her a lot directly with Thor, as, you know, whether it's Odinson or Jane, um, standing alongside each of them. And I think the fact that there's a new Asgardian god who's popped up in the middle of this, being the representative from New Asgard, is certainly going to pique her interest. I think she needs to assess how this new Thor is. And I think she probably has a bone to pick with Odinson. I mean, he did kind of just saddle her with a lot of responsibility and go off on walkabout. Um, and in the words of uh, Korg, that's not cool, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he pretty much said, hey, you know, uh, you you should be king. I think I think that would be great. Yeah. Yeah, you you do that. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Cool. Uh, Fat Thor, what, what are you thinking? Well, I kind of, I mean, I agree with uh, both uh, Tony and Gorgon, really. I think it's a mixture of both things. Like uh, they were saying, I think, you know, Valkyrie's kind of bored with the, t- the new title of king. While I think it's, I mean, obviously all hail King Valkyrie. But I think that, you know, especially we see in the trailer that Asgard has become kind of like a tourist destination. So I think that all these newer, like, quote unquote, responsibilities of her being king and like we see her in that kind of board meeting and, you know, they uh, have like tourists coming to Asgard. I think she's just ready to get out and kick some ass, really. I think she sees Thor out with the Guardians and she's like, damn, that looks like some fun. And then when Gore comes around on this kind of killing spree, that's like her perfect opportunity to be like, okay, I'm, you know, Asgard can be left to the delegates for now. I'm going to go on an adventure with Thor. Like I need some action. That's kind of, that's what I think. So again, I kind of agree with everyone here. <laughs> nice. All right. So I, it looks like the four of us are all pretty much in line because <laughs> I have a, a very similar answer. Uh, yeah, I mean, we, we know exactly, or we, we see exactly how bored she is in, in the trailers, mm-hmm. right? Um, so I think that because she um, notices that there's some sort of Asgardian power related thing going out in the cosmos, uh, she decides to investigate and then finds the, the Thors. Uh, she will just run into uh, Thor and Jane Foster and, uh, and just join it, join them. And she will say specifically that this is a vacation for her. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, definitely. All right, cool. So question number one out of the way. Let's move on to the next one. According to IMDb, there are a handful of people in the cast playing quote unquote actor characters. For example, actor Loki, actor Thor and actor Hela. The question is, what are all of the actor characters doing? Gorgon, what do you think? Um, You know, I... uh... I think this is pretty much going to be very similar to what we saw in Ragnarok, right? There was a whole set of actors, quote unquote, doing a play uh, of of previous events involving Thor and Loki and obviously skewed, you know, from Loki's point of view. And I think it's going to be probably a similar thing. Um, but instead of this time entertaining the Asgardians, I think this will be where that whole we've opened up to uh, tourism comes into play i think we'll probably have them in like a local town square doing a reenactment of how they came to be here on earth or midgard as they call it now right what what events sent them to this place from their old home so i think that's where we're gonna see them um i'd like to see it as equally humorous as i would imagine a drunk thor retelling that story would be i think that would make it perfect for me Awesome, yeah. I, I didn't think about that. That'd be that'd be great. It's just it's just the show that they do in in town at the town square. <laughs> 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 All 
All right. Uh, Tony, what are you thinking? Um, pretty much the same thing. Uh, they're, I said specifically they're performing The Fall of Asgard uh, because Hela's in it. Uh, before I noticed that Hela was in it, I was hoping they'd be performing like the Battle of uh, Earth, which is the end of Endgame. And then we get the cast members also from the Hawkeye TV show. Uh, oh, yeah. Rogers, <laughs> but it doesn't look like it because Hell is there. So yeah, I'm going to go with uh, they're performing the Fall of Asgard. Pretty similar to what Gorgon said. <laughs> so that's two for Doom and Destruction play. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, all right, uh, Fat Thor, what are you thinking? Well, I kind of want to just make something up because. I want to be the odd man out, but I have to, again, I have to agree. I think they both hit it, the nail on the head. I think the exact same thing. It's going to be, like they were saying, a play kind of in Asgard for like the tourists, like kind of like when you go to SeaWorld and you buy a, you know, ticket for whatever show or whatever it is. And they're, uh, like Tony was saying, they're going to be acting out the destruction of Asgard and kind of the story of how Asgard came to be on Midgard now. And I just, out of this whole scene, because I loved that little scene in Ragnarok, I hope we get Matt Damon back as Loki, because that was hilarious. And also a little kind of Easter egg that I'm sure you guys know about, and for all the people out there who don't know, but the guy who played Thor in Ragnarok was uh, Chris Hemsworth's other other brother. He's got like <laughs> three of them, but that was one yeah. of his brothers. So I think that would be funny as well to see him reprise his role as Thor in this kind of uh, uh, Ragnarok play. I think that would be awesome. Al, do you know from IMDb who's cast as the actor for Hela? Um, I don't remember, but I think if you give me one second... I if I can raise my hand, I know. Yeah, who, oh, who is then, it? Yeah, go for it. It's uh, Melissa McCarthy. Nice, correct? Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, she's actually from my hometown. Fun fact. Oh, is she? Yeah, oh, Plainfield, cool. Illinois. Shout out. <laughs> Very cool. You've got a connection, so now we can uh, hey, get us on set for Thor Five. Yeah, we'll be in the next play then. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Um. So I think this was probably just a bad question then, since we all said something very similar. Uh, my answer is actually a little bit different, uh, but now that I've heard you guys say this, like I think it could still basically be the same thing. So I think all the actor characters... Um, so just like every other Thor movie that has come out to date, so all, for, all three of them, they have all started with some sort of monologue explaining things. So I think mm. that these actors will be that recap. This is that uh, monologue, uh, just reminding us, the audience, uh, what's happened, or maybe giving us a, a little bit of, of new story. Um, and I'm just going to throw in something extra. It will be narrated uh, by Korg. Okay. okay. I like that a lot, actually. Yeah. I really like that. Okay. That makes sense, yeah. It doesn't because uh, Korg... I think is in space. Um, but we'll see what happens. <laughs> I, I, I think it makes sense strictly because it's Taika. Right. And if any, if, if, if yeah. you're saying, okay, cool, this is going to be close to the beginning, like a, a recap kind of thing. He would be the person doing that in his own movie. And he does like to inject himself <laughs> places. So yeah, I think it, yeah. <laughs> if it, if it weren't for the fact that Korg is Taika and Taika likes putting himself in his own movies, I wouldn't say it makes sense. But on the Taika factor, it makes sense. Hmm. All oh, right. Yeah. Well, you made me feel better about this answer. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> like I said, whether it comes true or not, I still love it. I like that idea. <laughs> uh, all right. Cool. Well, those were the first two questions. Uh, Tony, you've got two. Why don't you go All next? right. Um, so my first question is, will there be any reference to Gore's weapon being all black, a.k.a. the Necrosword, uh, a symbiote? Um, let's start with um, Gorgon. Ooh, well. The um, I am obviously very biased. <laughs> um, so I'm... <laughs> I am going to predict that yes, I'm absolutely going to predict yes, there will be a direct reference. There's been a lot of debate on whether Marvel can directly say all black or null. 
um, right, since it's attached to Null and since Symbiote started with Spider-Man, but I think given the addition and expansion to the lore in that came after uh, the separation was made between their contracts, I'm a firm believer Null and directly calling Symbiotes out in their history is fair game. Um, so with that in mind, I definitely think they're going to. I think it's going to be called All Black. Um, I don't think they're directly going to say null, but I think they will absolutely reference that it came from a darkness or an evil being bigger from the past or before that no one has ever seen the likes of or whatever. They'll make some alluding reference that we will know means null, but I don't think they're going to say null directly yet. I do believe God is coming to the MCU. Um, I think it's going to be like five to ten years, and I think they're going to lay their Easter eggs down very carefully in their footwork before they they pull that pull that trigger. Uh, so I think it will get called all black, but I don't think Null will be directly called by name. All right. Yeah, um, I'll just throw in my answer here because it kind of uh, referencing yours. I'm actually going to say uh, there won't be any references to the symbiotes. Uh, they're probably not even going to name it for the reasons you said, like the legal stuff with Sony, because I feel like they're they're walking on thin ice uh, together, <laughs> Marvel and Sony. Um, so yeah, I'm saying no for the exact reasons you said yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I. I'm just going to jump in right now okay. to save us a little bit of time because I said the exact same thing as Tony. Uh, like, no, I think they're just going to say it's, it's a cool sword. Like that, that's it. It's, it's just a weapon. No backstory for exact same reasons. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. What do you think fat Thor? Okay. So I would say I'm going to have to break the tie here. So I'm going to have to, unfortunately I'm going to have to go with my man Gorgon I think that I don't think that we will get like a symbiote shout out or they will name it symbiotes or anything like that. But I do think the sword will have a name, like a specific name. I Hopefully it's all black or the necro sword, but I think it will be important. And the reason why I had a couple things of evidence for this is one that we see the black berserkers in the trailer and my thinking is just if the black berserkers are there there has to they have to explain kind of like where they came from like not that we're going to get a long explanation but you know his army comes from somewhere and we also see he uh like comes out of these kind of tendril sort of things which i'm thinking has to be the, you know the the sword the necro sword the sim stuff but again, we're just not going to know it by name here. Like, it's just going to be this kind of weird thing Gore does. And then later on, once Papa Feige has planted all those seeds, we're going to be like, oh, shit, that was symbiotes. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'll talk about something with uh, Papa Feige with <laughs> your first question, uh, Gorgon. <laughs> but uh, we'll talk about them a little bit. Um, so for my, for my second question, uh, will the movie explicitly show how Jane is able to wield Mjolnir? And if so, how is she able to do it? Why is she worthy? Um, Al, we'll start with you. Uh, so I made a mistake and did not answer your second question. So the first part of that question, (laughs) yes, I think that there will be a full explanation complete with flashbacks, specifically a flashback, not like... It's not going to show us as it's happening. Um, and I guess now I'm on the spot for how she is able to do that. Um, I think that she just won't know. And we will find out later in the film. Um, uh, luck of the dice. So <laughs> write down in my notes because I know you copy paste my stuff out later. Yes. <laughs> so luck of the dice. Uh-oh. Now I'm going to say, Al, you said we'll find out later. If we find out in the third act that we still found out in the movie, it still counts. <laughs> sorry, yeah, sorry. What, what I mean is, yes, we we find out later in the movie, like the third act. Um, okay. it's, we don't find out during the flashback scene. Uh, all right, uh, Fat Thor, what do you think? Okay, so I mean, I could talk hours on this one, but I'll try to keep it concise and short. So 
for Jane being able to wield Milnir. So we know that in this movie that they are going to be dealing with the her cancer storyline that is from the comics. And spoiler for everybody out there who hasn't read the run. In the books, she has cancer. And basically when she picks up Milnir, it halts her cancer. But every time she puts the hammer down, her cancer then accelerates, making her sicker and sicker. So what I think is going to happen is I think that from the events of the Dark World and her experience with the ether, I think that caused her to have cancer. And then she is going to take a trip to New Asgard just like, I don't know, because she just wants, you know, some time off. I Maybe someone convinced her to go there because I don't think she would just be totally up to go there, you know, for fun. But and I think when she's there, for whatever reason, Milnir is going to call to her. And similar to like it does in the books, Milnir chooses Jane. It's not that just like she decides, oh, I'm going to pick this hammer up. It kind of it chooses her to be the hero. And I think where the real question is, is how Milnir is going to reforge itself. And I think the answer to that is going to kind of answer a lot of why it chose Jane in the first place, because obviously in the movie, we know Thor is worthy. We had the, you know, the famous scene, the whole reason my name is fat Thor in Endgame, where, you know, I'm still worthy. So the non worthy storyline is not going to be there. So they got to figure out a way to like, again, make it, a reason that Milnir would need Jane and why do we need two Thors? And obviously Gore is going to be that reason. Nice. Yeah. Sorry if I kind of rambled, I guess I try <laughs> to keep it concise. No, it's all good. No, man. You're... <laughs> yeah, you're good. Way, very in depth. That's, that's good. way better than what I did. <laughs> uh, what do you think? Um, Gorgon? Um, I'm about, Half in, half out, uh, similar in between, you know, to, to Brother Thor here and you guys with it on there. I think uh, I think we're going to see the hammer come to her, right? I think the reason why she gets chosen will absolutely be explained, involved in the reforging like Brother Thor says. But I think it's pretty obvious in that there must always be a Thor. And Odinson has been off being a not Thor, right? He's been off being a guardian of the galaxy and as guardian of the galaxy, right? He's been on walkabout, this spirit journey. All gods are dying, right? Because the the gods didn't answer their calls. They were negligent. Um, And so Gore is here to punish them because they were negligent, right? Well, Thor's also been kind of negligent on on Thor duties. Um, And there must always be a Thor. And where it comes for why is she worthy? I think that's something that you don't get to see, right? Worthiness isn't something that's seen. It's something that's known. It's something that's felt. And I think it's something that can kind of be explained with the hammer in, in akin to, you know, how is their relationship different allows the hammer to be reforged. I think we'll all be explained. Um, But I don't think we'll see why she's worthy because that's not something you see. Okay. Damn, that was profound. Yeah. (laughs) Can I change my answer to what he said? (laughs) Absolutely not. No, your answer was very profound, which is almost, I think, too profound for modern cinema. (laughs) Um, I think it's going to be something um, more concrete. Uh, My answer is... I kind of stole this from the first Harry Potter book and movie, I guess, um, that she at one point she had um, control of an Infinity Stone, the the Aether, and she did not destroy it, use it to try to destroy the universe, much like Thanos and Malekith did. So it was like that she had that power and uh, didn't want to wield that power is what makes her mm-hmm. worthy to, um, to wield Mjolnir. I like that. I really like that, actually. Like a, like you said, like a very specific reason. I like that. That is interesting. I do yeah. like that as well. I like that a lot. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. yeah I, good call back to the last time we saw her, too. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I just think, like, <laughs> your answer, uh, Gorgon, is too deep for modern movies. 
It's like it's good for comics and literature. That's fair. <laughs> I will say, I will say, I have heard people have cried during this movie. So I, it might be a little bit more profound than. I mean, obviously, it's going to be a comedy, and there's going to be the laughs and the gaffs, but I think it's going to be a lot more heartfelt and a lot more, a little bit more thought provoking than people might think it might be. You know? No, you're right. I mean, yeah, I even think Ragnarok was thought provoking with the reflection of colonialism and whatnot, which you wouldn't expect oh. from a mm-hmm. space Viking movie. Go walking yeah, in. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Uh, Gorgon, do you want to start reading your question? Yeah, absolutely. I'm down. Um, so um, my first question I'm going to ask um, is far less in depth um, and is far more whimsical. Um, and it's about goats of all things. Thor's goats seem to be a comedic relief from what we've seen in this trailer, yet they seem to be something that seriously excites him and brings him joy. And now through the expanded Marvel universe with Disney plus and everything, we have super dogs. We now have goats and we have more. Um, and we even got a glimpse of Throg in the Disney plus Loki series, right? So now tagging on the back of the most recent announcement that there potentially could be more Thors coming in the future. Um, what do you gentlemen think are the chances of us ever seeing Throg wielding a hammer in the MCU? Yes. All right. I'll start with this one. Um, so you were talking earlier about in the long run, Kevin Feige will have uh, bring the symbiotes and bring Noel into the MCU proper. Uh, something we say on our podcast a lot is in a long enough timeline, everything is possible. Everything is possible. So I think <laughs> in a long enough timeline, Throg will wield the hammer. Though I don't think he will in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. Yes. Yeah. Al, what do you think? Um, yeah, so I'm I'm gonna go with pretty much the same thing. Um, you know, I I do think uh we'll we'll get a decent. I, I think Throg will show up in this film. A decent amount of uh, a screen time, but nothing, nothing hammer wielding related. Um, I, I think, I think that the the hammer itself is its own representation of certain things, uh, and it, it kind of feels like one of those things that they they really in the movies at least they want to treat like a, a special thing, uh, and so. Even though there are a lot of like nice jokes uh, that are always thrown in, I, I don't, I don't feel like that's one of those things that they'll let go to be like a like a, a joke or or something to that effect. I think like if someone's going to wield the hammer, there has to be a really good storyline specific reason for that to happen. I concur. Okay. Yeah. I concur. So I guess that leaves me, and uh, I, I guess y'all, y'all mind if I nerd out for a second here on this? Absolutely not. We <laughs> are not a nerd podcast. You're obviously <laughs> in the wrong place. No, go ahead, definitely. All right, perfect. <laughs> so obviously, I am all for Throg. I've been. I'm actually wearing a Throg shirt right now as we are speaking. You made that up because you can't see him. He's never read a Thor comic in his life. I don't know what this guy's talking about. Yeah, I'm actually. Yeah, I'm actually oh, but the podcast now. <laughs> <laughs> but not only do I think Throg is coming, but I I do want to kind of clarify here. So in Loki, the quote unquote Throg that we see, that is actually so that's supposed to be Thor as a frog. And there and Throg and Thor as a frog are two different characters. And I know that kind of sounds weird. But in the books, so there was a time when Loki turns Thor into a frog and he is the frog of thunder. But after those events happen, a sliver of Milnir is left behind. It's like a whole thing where he teams up with other frogs and they battle rats and all this crap. But basically, a sliver of Milnir is left behind and one of the frogs picks it up. And uh, his name is, I want to say, uh, puddle lug or something like that. I have to look it up, but he picks up the shard of Milnir and that turns into like his own little Milnir and turns him into Throg. So Throg is technic is his own character. It's not Thor as a frog. So my prediction is in this movie, one of the shards of Milnir 
when Jane reforges it is going to fall off. And in the end credit scene, we're going to just see a little frog kind of hop on over to it and he's going to pick it up and bam, we got the frog. I think it's just going to be fun. It's going to be a fun little thing, but that's going to be my theories on that. <laughs> I mean, all right. I love if that. that actually happens, we should give you three points. We won't because that's against the rules. <laughs> But we should. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to say that. And I'm going to say if we do get a pet Avengers, which I do think might be coming down the pipeline, Throg will for sure show up in that, too. Yep. Like <laughs> I said, on a long enough timeline, everything's yep. possible. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. Uh, Gorgon, what was your answer? Uh, you know, I don't even know now. Honestly, I feel like, I, uh, I, I don't think we're gonna get Throg in in this movie directly. Um, on the basis as as you know, Brother Thor pointed out that Throg is separate from the idea of a Thor variant that just so happens to be a frog. Right? Those are two totally separate concepts. Um, I. Which I know is super nerdy and confusing. So no, I'm sorry. In, an, in an age of variants, it is an important distinction, um, particularly with you know secret invasion coming. Um, it's an important distinction, and these things are going to be made in the future. So we might as well get used to them now. Um, but I I don't think we're going to get Throg in this one. I think we already have two major people wielding hammers um in this and so i think they'll keep it for or at least one wielding a hammer and i think they're going to keep it on that for this um which kind of hurts hurts me for before i even answer my second question um because it was about other people with hammers so i don't think we're going to get him in this one i don't i wish we did but i don't think we are yeah uh with that do you want to just jump into your second Hell question yeah, let's go with all the god talk heroes talk of people wielding hammers potentially throg we have thor we have jane who is also thor um with all this do you guys think it's possible that we'll see beta ray bill in this movie knowing that he does exist in this universe or do you think he'll be held off for something bigger at a separate time al we'll start with you yeah um so just as a reminder to everyone, uh, if you don't remember, uh, Beta Ray Bill, his uh, image showed up, at least in uh, Thor Ragnarok. Uh, anyway, um, yes, I think that he definitely shows up in this movie and he kicks ass. Uh, <laughs> he does not say much. He's he's just a cool dude and, and he joins the fight. That's it. Hell okay. yeah. <laughs> uh, Fat Thor, what do you think? Uh, so this one's hard for me. I'm really on the fence with it. I've been on the fence basically since the movie's been announced. Uh, me and Gorgon talked about this a little bit on our episode, but I don't know. Part of me feels like the roster is already so big for this movie. I mean, we have the Guardians. We have Olympus gods. We've seen in the trailer some other gods are there as well. Uh, we have Gore. We have a new Thor. There's a lot of players on the field here, and I think that, you know, with all these people going around, there wouldn't be enough time to really give Bill the moment that he deserves. I mean, I know that I am a huge Bill fan, as I know a lot of other people are. So I really think that they might save him for something where he can have a lot of meat into the story and kind of, you know... I don't want to say take Jane's place as, you know, Thor's right hand. But I, like I said, in this movie, I think it's going to be very focused on Jane and these other players. But the other side of me also feels like kind of going along the same thing. There's already so many players. Why not have Bill in there? And I think it would be very easy. Like you guys were saying, we saw... I mean, what we assume is better Ray Bill. It could have just been another Corbinite, but we assume that was his statue on Sakaar. So you could easily just be like, oh, yeah, Korg and Bill are homies that knew each other on Sakaar. And when Gore comes around, Korg's like, hey, man, like, I know this dude, Bill, on Sakaar, and he would be totally down to go on this adventure. And like I said, that would be a very easy and simple way to kind of add him into the story. So like I said, I'm really on the fence. If I'm putting money on it, I'm going to say Bill's coming later. Maybe an end credit scene here appearance, but I don't think he'll be important to the plot. That's what I'll say. 
All right. Well, um, I'm going to echo you a little bit. I think that, yeah, there are too many. Not too many, because we've seen Endgame. Marvel, it's possible for them to do anything. But I yes. think it's too many new things happening uh, in the same movie. Uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised at all. I think I'm going to agree with you. He, I think he's going to be in the post credit scene. Um, either setting up mm-hmm. Hemsworth's Thor 5 or maybe Jane Foster's solo movie. But yeah, I think he'll be in the post credit scene. Hell um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, what do you think, Gorgon? I... I'm going to say he's in the movie. I am. Um, maybe it's Maybe it's optimism. Maybe it's personal preference and i really want that for me you know to to see better a bill in this movie i maybe maybe it's selfishness in that but i'm 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 gonna hopefully be optimistic and say yeah i think he's in this now whether it's he's a large character in it or just happens to appear like maybe in the background um right uh with with all the gods in omnipotent city or if we see him aiding in fight in the battle versus the berserkers, then just makes like a thumbs up or something, you know, to Odinson. And they're just like, Oh, Hey, I know that guy like, eh, and keeps on killing, you know, mid mid battle or whatever. I think, I think he's going to appear in this movie some, some way, shape, form or fashion just to let us know that he's there and to be patient and that his time is coming. Okay. Uh but you're specifically I, saying he's in the proper movie, not the post credit scene? No, I'm specifically saying if he's in this, he's in the proper movie. Okay. Okay, okay. I will say, too, I am not, like, one of those people that, like, screams or, like, is very, like, emotive in a movie theater. But if we see Bill in this movie, I am going to lose my mind. Like, I'm going <laughs> to be that dude, like, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Well, at least usually when those kinds of things happen, like they, I, I think they make the film knowing that that's going to happen, so they, mm-hmm. they give it a couple of seconds for for people to to yeah. uh, die down. Oh, no, don't get no, me wrong, no, I have, uh, talking there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have no problem with people being excited. Like I said, I just typically am not that person. But if Bill is there, <laughs> I'm going full. I'm going out. I'm going crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I want. I want uh, a recording of you in the theater as Bill comes on stage on the screen, I, and you're I the will. only one screaming. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'll send you all a recording of it <laughs> if it happens. <laughs> it's like um, in Endgame when uh, um, Jar- the real Jarvis shows up, and he's a character from Agent Carter, the ABC yeah. show. And I was the only one screaming about that. <laughs> like, oh, what, dude? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> All right, uh, Fat Thor, uh, want to jump into your questions? Yeah, all right, let's get it. So my first question. So we know in the tr- so we just got a recent trailer, or it might have even been a TV spot, where we have confirmation that we are going to Omnipotent City. Now, for those out there who don't know, Omnipotent City is kind of like a meeting place of the gods in the MCU world. They go there to you know hold parties decide on you know godly matters stuff like that so with omnipotent city being in the movie and we see other gods in the movie obviously zeus and some other olympus gods what other gods do you think that we might be we might be seeing in omnipotent city that we haven't yet seen in trailers or promo material and i'm gonna shoot it off to tony first all right, I'm going to give two answers. One that I hope happens, and one I actually think is going to happen. So I'm only really counting the second one. I want the triumphant return of Tarawat, the hippo goddess from a Moon Knight, because she was hilarious, <laughs> yes. and I need her to be in everything. <laughs> <laughs> I agree, yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but I think like more <clears throat> to the plot of the movie, we might get uh, Shadrach, the god of bombs, who was a big part yes. of Thor's, or Gore's first appearance. I think Look that at Tony be... taking my answer, man. Hell oh, yeah. yeah, I love it. I love it. <laughs> yes, Shadrach. I love the shout out. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, I'm, I've got a whole list of gods. I actually looked up deity, like Wikipedia, deities in Marvel, and just like, oh, all of them. Okay, that's not helping at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got a long list there. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, I'll throw it to uh, uh, Gorgon ooh. next. Um, 
so I don't have a specific God in mind because of my answer. Um, but I'm thinking we're going to get a God of Aztec origin showing up in omnipotent city to tie us in advance to Namor, um, the Submariner, because we know he's Ooh. going to appear in Black Panther oh, yes. 2. Um, we know that Bast, oh. it looks like, right, is is in Omnipotent City. Mm-hmm. And Marvel is changing the Atlantean origins a bit to Aztec, if I'm correct on that kind of thing going on. Um, so I, I think mm-hmm. I would really like to see an Aztec god there in Omnipotent City to, to just give us a little Easter egg and lead us into what's coming next. So I'm going to vote for an Aztec deity. Wow, that would be I exciting. really love that. Yeah, that's awesome. And I didn't, I didn't even think about that, but I love that. That's, I really hope that you're right. That would be awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Then uh, I guess Al, what do you got? What What do you think, my man? Yeah. Uh, so, uh, I I mean, kind of similar to what Tony said uh, about like you know just basically all. Um, gods uh being in the marvel universe uh, i think we're just gonna see so many in the background like we already know there's a bunch that are greek um i i'm sure we're gonna see some egyptian ones in the background hercules definitely being one of the greek ones also for sure um but you know i'm gonna be a little bit out there i think we're gonna see santa claus walking around in the background hey <laughs> yes okay okay uh, sp- mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that does not retroactively give you the point for hawkeye <laughs> nope <laughs> Uh, Al's random prediction was that Santa Claus would be confirmed as canon in the MCU. (laughs) I mean, hey, I'm for it, bro. I'm I'm on board with you. I'm on the Santa train with you, dog. Wouldn't that then for make Santa Claus the first canon mutant appearance in the MCU? It, I, it would, that, I think. That would, Al, Al, when we get to our always around questions, I think you're going to have to double down on this. Yeah. I, because then it becomes not a question of, is Santa going to be there? It becomes the question of, is Thor Love and Thunder where Feige decides to be like, cool, let's start dropping mutants in? <laughs> Santa, the oh. first mutant. <laughs> um, so I'm actually not familiar with that. Is is Santa a mutant in the comics? Oh yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Santa oh. is technically a mutant in the MCU or not MCU, <laughs> the Marvel universe. Oh, okay. I need to look into this some more. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I was thinking they were just gonna say like, uh, like that's that's just how he has his powers. Okay, <laughs> yeah. <Actually laughs> well, that's considered but to... the most powerful mutant ever registered by Cerebro um, at his initial time of being confirmed as a mutant. And that's why it would be so great because there's so many layers to it. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> it would be awesome. Uh, he and Dr. Doom have kind of a thing because he shows up in, in Doom's lair every year just to drop off coal. And it leaves him just like frustrated. <laughs> like, how? How does this fat man in a suit get in here every single year? Like, yeah, man, mutant power. Dude, dude, I love comics. <laughs> right? <laughs> Oh, All right, great. so should I hop on to the next question then? Um, yeah. All right, cool. So my next question is, so again, in another uh, recent trailer, we saw a little glimpse of some Celestials. So do we think that we're going to get some further context to the relationship between the As- Asgardians and the Eternals? Or perhaps maybe even a mention of the War of the Gods and the Eternals. Uh, We did get a quick mention of uh, Kingo uh, knowing Thor and Odin, and they actually even helped them at the Battle of Tornsburg. So what do you guys think? Do you think we'll get a little bit more of this relationship in this movie? Uh, I'm going to throw it to Al first. Yeah. um, So I think think that when they talk about... um, you know, uh, when they talk about Celestials and that kind of stuff, because, you know, we, we've kind of already seen, um, you know, multiple other Celestials. If I remember correctly, um, I can't remember his name. Um, Star-Lord's dad. 
uh, he was a ego. celestial of some, yeah, ego, right? He, he was a, essentially a celestial mm-hmm. of some sort. Just well, that's what okay. they, that's what they say. <laughs> but yeah, for sake of argument, we'll say, yeah, he's celestial. <laughs> well, MCU wise, I mean, right. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah. uh, and, and, and he also calls himself a God, little G, right. That's his, his phrase. And so I think, I think that we're go- what we're going to find out is between uh, like pantheon gods that we know of, like the, uh, you know, the Greek ones and all of these, etc. Um, they do not really get along with celestial uh, type of gods. And they're going to talk about that, that it's essentially mm-hmm. like an easy un- uneasiness um, between them. Uh, they they kind of have like a, a uh, like a treaty kind of thing going mm-hmm. on. Um, and Thor will say that they're like cats and dogs working together but he's going to use like some sort of asgarding equivalent he'll be like mm-hmm. they're bill schnipes and something else <laughs> yeah i like that a lot actually yeah i mean and like you were saying they def in the books they for sure have beef like that's the whole uh the destroyer armor from thor mm-hmm. one that was the whole reason that odin created that armor in the first place was to be able to fight a celestial so yeah i like that mm-hmm. a lot I'm just going to go on the record and say the MCU destroyer armor. No, I'm just enough with Celestials. <laughs> I I would have to agree there. <laughs> but uh, next, I'm going to throw it to my man, Gorgon. What do you think, Gorgon? No. No. Just All right, um, moving on. I, I, yeah, okay. Tony, go sorry, ahead. I, I guess I should elaborate. Um, I, 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 think, I, I, I really hope so, right? Like, I would want to because it's a super cool thing and it's a lot of, like, fun backstory. But I think I think Taika has a main story to focus here. And I think as much Taika loves being in the MCU and doing Easter eggs and tying stuff together and leading it forward, that's not his purpose with this story. Mm-hmm. He's here to tell a, a different story. Um, right, we might get like a, a quick like sentence or conversation, right? They're just like acknowledging it from Thor or something to where we're like, oh yeah, cool callback, you know? Um, but I don't think it's going to mm. be something that super expands upon it or, or super relates to it. I, I think at this point, Tyke is going to set the precedence that we should just expect Celestials and these larger beings to potentially be a part of the MCU and in all things going forward as, as we should at this point in the MCU. And so I think there's a very large chance he's not even going to mention it at all. And is it's just, Oh yeah, there's celestials mm-hmm. here. Yep. You're in a Thor movie. Cool. Moving on. Mm-hmm. That's fair. I, I think yeah, that's me. highly possible. And like you said, knowing Taika, I think that's a good possibility for sure. Tony, yeah, what I mean, do you plus, think? Like, I just wanted to to, to jump in and say, like, Mm -hmm. you you know, this is one of those things that's also like so hard, right? Like we keep asking like all these questions of is is this big storyline type of thing going to be in it? Is this other storyline going to be in here? And like it still needs to be a a coherent movie. Like like, every time one of these films comes out, right? Like the um, like, you know, the most recent one, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Like there were so many possible things that that could have been thrown in there, but it was still its own cohesive film. And so, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's entirely possible. Like it, it would just make perfect sense that, yeah, they're just, they're just there. That's it. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. All right. Can I give my answer now? <laughs> yes. Um, please. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, I think that we will get like maybe a single line referring to the war. Um, possibly in my mind, it's like Zeus saying, after Thor tells him about Gore's threat, like, well, we faced annihilation before and survived. So this mm-hmm. Gore is not that big a deal. And I think that's all yeah. mention we're going to get of their interaction of the gods and celestials. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I kind of agree with all you guys a little bit. I think that it, I think we're for sure going to get a little bit of it. I don't think we're going to get a whole like, Oh, and then the Celestials made gods and they, you know, not anything like that. I think it'll like pretty much all you guys are saying, it'll be a a quick kind of mention of like, oh, yeah, we fought those dudes. But, you know, we work together now or I could even uh, like kind of like Al was saying, I could see Thor just being like, oh, yeah, those guys, they're assholes. Like, you know, don't worry about them or whatever. So I think we'll get a little mention, but I don't think we're going to like go deep into the 
like in the comics, the deep relationship that the Eternals and the Asgardians have. I think it'll be more so of if we do get it at all, it'll be in passing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no big info dump or yeah. cinematic cutscene. <laughs> exactly. I mean, hey, I would love it, but yeah. I, I'm not going to put my money on it being in the film. And I think I, I'm going to save it for the one of the end questions because this will relate back to that. All right. Well, let's get to those end questions. So um, for listeners who haven't heard this before, uh, once upon a time, we had one end question, which is a random prediction, but people kept coming with the same questions over and over again. So we've added two more. So (laughs) uh, the first one that we do for every prediction is like, will any other MCU characters make a cameo in the show? So any character that was not like in the trailer, we know Valkyrie, Jane and the Guardians will be there. But will there be any other MCU cameos? Um, uh, Gorgon, let's start with you. Any other MCU cameos in the trailer for it? Um, Who 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 weren't weren't in the trailer. trailer. Sorry, my apologies. So any MCU characters (laughs) not in the trailer that might be in this movie with it all? Um, Yeah, and I'm Darcy. Uh, I think that would make sense. Um, Darcy. So if I were to to put my money on somebody from the MCU appearing in this whether it's physical appearance or we hear her talking mm-hmm. to jane on the phone i'm gonna say darcy damn it Gorgon, you took mine <laughs> <laughs> well that makes it easier for me to write down the notes of you guys' answer well i got another one hold on <laughs> okay, i got okay one. okay then go ahead go ahead <laughs> <laughs> i'm just saying damn it Gorgon, i thought that was a good one but that is a great one uh, I'm going to come out of left field and kind of relate to what we were talking about earlier. I'm going to say Kanchu. I'm going to say that we're going to see Kanchu. We just obviously had Moon Knight, uh, and a lot of people are like, oh, how does this even relate to the MCU, blah, blah, blah. I think that it would be super cool if we saw a li- not like he'll show up and have like a whole line of dialogue or anything, but even just seeing him in the background or his staff or something in the crowd of omnipotence. I think that would be awesome. And I think it would be a kind of easy and subtle way to just remind people like, yes, the shows matter and it is all connected. You know what I mean? No, that makes a lot of sense. I like that. Kanshu was one of the gods I was thinking about, but had to go with Tarawet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Understandable. Al what, Al, what do you think? <laughs> all right. Um, so before I tell you uh, my answer for this, uh, I'm going to make another prediction. When we do the results episode in a couple of weeks, I'm going to be ahead. And this is where I lose points. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> I th- <laughs> so I think uh, in the first act of this movie, Captain Marvel will show up for a small cameo. Oh. Then during an after credits scene, either mid credits or at the end of the credits, one of the two. Uh, we're going to see the Eternals, who went into space at the end of the, the Eternals film. Um, however, since we last saw them, they have also joined up with Daisy Johnson, Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. Oh. Al, you're pushing it too hard. You're pushing it Dang. too far. We're, we're going <laughs> full throttle with this one, man. I love it. I love it. <laughs> have to go crazy on one of them. Yeah. <laughs> well... I'm going the complete opposite, and I'm going really safe. <laughs> um, I think we'll get a brief scene with Thor trying to recruit uh, Hulk to reform the Ooh. Avengers, and then he'll turn him down because he's got like <laughs> he's got like train his cousin or something. But <laughs> that would much, be awesome. Yeah, mm-hmm. pretty much Hulk on. No, I'm good. I'll stay on Earth. I've been up there before. Okay, I like that. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah, I like that a lot. Hmm. All right, our next one. Will this show have any scenes anywhere that hint at mutants or the X-Men entering the MCU? I'm going to go to Al first, because, you know, we already know his answer a little bit. So, <laughs> you doubling down on Santa um, Claus? <laughs> I, uh, no, no, I think they're just going to leave it as a mystery um, in the MCU. So, no, no, nothing, nothing hinting or confirming X-Men or uh, mutants at all. Um, I mean, maybe in the future they'll say Santa Claus is a mutant, but as far as this movie goes, no, nothing. All right. Uh, Fat Thor? Um, well, 
if again, if I'm putting money on it, do I think that they're going to hint at like, oh, mutants specifically or X-Men? No, I don't think that. But I will say, again, going back to the whole inclusion of the Celestials, I think that it kind of what we were talking about with the relationship between Asgardian and Eternal, I think if they do decide to give us a little bit of explanation with that, I think it would be easy to kind of slip in there how the Celestials have hidden an X gene or, you know, some sort of alternate gene within humanity that is yet to be, you know, uh, quote unquote, unlocked or whatever word you would use for that. So I think that, again, it could be if they do go into more of the relationship between Asgardians and the Eternals, because... In, in the book, Celestials made everything. They made mm-hmm. the Asgardians just as well as they made the Eternals. The The only difference is that, you know, basically the Asgardians took on the guise of the people that believe in them. So the Norse Vikings believed in the Asgardians. So that's why they take the form of Viking gods. Same goes with Olympus and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So again, if they do decide to give us a little meat of that, I think it would be easy to slip that in there, but I'm not going to hold my breath for it. That's fair. That's definitely fair. Um, Al, what do you think? Uh, oh, Al, I already the, asked you. Didn't yeah, I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was entranced. I, I thought I missed something. <laughs> nope. I was entranced uh, uh, by TJ's answer, so I was just like, "Sorry." <laughs> um, um, you, you know, think? I, uh, I guess, given you know what I said earlier about Namor, and and he's often you know regarded as you know uh, Marvel's first mutant, which has been you know re taken back and and oh he's a mutant again and then he's not, you know he's just Atlantean, whatever, you know. I feel like it flip flops depending on the decade and you know, who's playing with the toys at the sandbox um, sometimes. So even if he's in it, I'm going to say no. I don't think they'll outright say mutant if that's Marvel's direction. Um, strictly on the basis of Papa Feige has favorites. Um, and and Papa Feige <laughs> really, really likes the mutants. He's been around doing stuff even back when, when Brian Singer was doing the X-Men and wasn't letting the cast read the comics and forbidding it. He was sneaking mutant comics on set for people to read. He's like, no, 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 you need to know about the character, right? Let me get you these. <laughs> um, they're, they're one of his yeah. favorites. And, and we talked earlier about sometimes when mm-hmm. you set big things up, you need to lay the foundations out for a while. And I think when Feige drops mutants, it's going to go hard and home and not just be something that's just casually mentioned in the middle of, of a Thor movie. So I don't think mutants are going to get directly uh, mentioned in this. Yeah, I agree with that. I don't think they're going to get mentioned either. Um, mostly it's like where seem to be mostly off earth. So there wouldn't really be an opportunity for it as much. Mm -hmm. Um, And anything would be another, would be construed as another aspect of Asgardian magic or something like that. So I think Mm -hmm. this is definitely not the place to bring mutants in. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like everyone's saying, I like, I think we're definitely not going to get them saying mutant or X-Men for, a long while i always like to say you know the mcu and especially papa feige he likes to plant those seeds before they come to fruition so uh, like gorgon saying we're not it's not going to just be like oh yeah mutants are here like it's going to be they're going to lay it out they're going to give us little tiny bits before we get that kind of big thing same as how they did with the multiverse we got you know these little kind of seeds here and there and then boom multiverse is here So, yeah, I think they're coming, but we just everyone has to be patient. You know, we need to lay the foundations first. So close. Everyone, everyone, you can almost taste it. Yeah, so close. I can taste it. (laughs) All right. Uh, And our final question is a random prediction, a prediction of anything that could happen in this movie. Uh, Gorgon, we'll start with you. Um, I am predicting Meek gets either confirmed as non-binary or trans, um, which a lot of us are looking forward to. Um, So, you know, 
canonically Meek is considered male for what we know within the MCU for the database, as we've seen Meek before, Korg's little tiny friend. But for everything we've seen promo-wise for this, Funko Pop's art, Meek is dressed very feminine presenting. Um, and is wearing like, you know, uh, feminine like dress blouse and stuff when, when they're in formal wear and things like that. And, and I think we saw like a bow in their hair. So I think we're going to get like a little, yeah, they're an alien. Why wouldn't they be like, you know, non-binary or, or whatever, like kind of not, I think we might get that in this and uh, I'm predicting that. And I think it's going to be, it's going to be cute. Hell yeah. Yeah, that'd be great. Also, to add on to that, uh, we get is like played as a funny scene in Thor Ragnarok, but uh, Korg asks him, "Are those eggs or some type of protoplasm?" So yes. male, uh, male pronouns, but possibly. I mean, we don't know anything about alien biology, but possibly female biology. That's fair. We don't know. Yeah, I, I would also like to add too. I mean, Star Lord gets with all types of aliens and everything mm-hmm. like that. So in a, in a world where, you know, there's aliens and all this stuff, like what is gender and everything? Yeah. You get me? It's like, I think Absolutely. that would be awesome. <laughs> yeah. uh, Fat Thor, what do you think is randomly going to happen? Random prediction. I, I, I don't know. I feel like I'm going to have, I'm going to have to be lame here and just go with uh, one of my answers previously. I'm going to go with the throg. I think I'm going to say end credit scene. One of the shards of Milnir gets left behind when Jane reforges it. And we're going to see Throg pick it up. Like I said, it's not going to, he's not going to be a main central plot of the movie, but it'll just be a fun scene. And I will, my heart will burst with uh, joy and I will be happy forever. And I'll love Taika. <laughs> All right. I'm writing this down right now. If Throg <laughs> happens, the end of our next episode with you guys on it will be uh, who would we put in the Pet Avengers? So that oh, <laughs> if Throg happens, yes. something to think about. Yes. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, Al, what's your random prediction? All right. Uh, I think at the end of this film, Chris Hemsworth's Thor is done. Uh, he's not dead, but he's essentially gone. It's like a self-sacrifice kind of thing. Um, so, like, basically a reason for him to not be in the MCU anymore. For example, you know, just like Steve Rogers, technically not dead, but he's old and he's not doing anything, right? So something mm. along those lines. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I that uh, Hemsworth <laughs> will be there for at least two more movies, but that's not my <laughs> random prediction. <laughs> yeah, I'm just hoping because I know. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was gonna say yeah, it's it's tough because I know that he has said that he loves doing that character, uh, and he just he has fun with it. Um, but I I I don't know. I, I feel like you know at some point you know with with the character mm-hmm. like that something's got to happen. Um, so it makes sense, you know. Yeah. Bring in something else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I agree and disagree just because I I want so bad for him to. I mean not. To, for him to actually get old in real life, but I want for so bad to get a King Thor and get Hemsworth as King Thor and like kind of that be his sort of swan song to Thor and have him end being the old man King Thor and you know set him off that way. But I do agree with you as well. You know, there comes a point where it's like how. I mean, I know Chris, as what he said, he would love to do it, but how many more times are we going to get him? And, you know, why not let the sh- the light shine on other characters a little bit more? So I think what would be cool is, like you were saying, maybe don't kill him off, like have him still be out there somewhere, but he can come back and, you know, cameos if they do go Mighty Thor for a solo movie. He can pop up there and then give him his King Thor final movie. That's my hope, at least. Yeah, I'd like to see him come back 10 years down the road. Like he Mm -hmm. retires in two movies and then 10 years down the road, we have a time travel movie with King Thor or I mean, I want to see that battle of King Thor versus Galactus or something yes, like that. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yes, I think there's so much good or stuff he there. Leaves that and we don't see him movie. for like 10 years and then out of nowhere. Yeah. 
like, mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe in the middle of a fight versus a crazy, all-powerful elder god, a a man is needed to show up as a, as a herald with a hammer of light to smash this elder god's jaw off. Am I plugging Null again? Yes, and I will be insufferable <laughs> until he's in the MCU. <laughs> All right. Uh, my random prediction. Um, we haven't actually brought up the Guardians that much in this podcast, so I sp- specifically chose the Guardians one for uh, my answer. Is I think uh, Thor will get kicked out of the Guardians because he does not want to accept payment for saving people, since he is a capital H hero. <laughs> huh? Okay, I like that. That's the final straw. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like... It's going to be like a montage of Rocket specifically, like defending Thor over and over and over again. But then they do something amazing, like that that battle we see in the trailer, and then he doesn't want to accept payment. So Rocket's like, "Nope, you're out. Sorry, man, I tried." <laughs> <laughs> I like that it'll specifically be Rocket. Like, like we we all assume that it would probably be Star Lord, just because he's so uh, jealous of him. But no, that that makes sense. <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, everyone's going to ignore Star-Lord because he's jealous of him. And I was like, yeah, no, you just don't like him. He's staying until that final straw. <laughs> I like that a lot. Rocket's like, all right, dude, you got to get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, I just looked up uh, who currently holds the crown, and I do, amazingly. So let's see if one of you guys uh, win this next time. Um I'll have to make some calls. Hopefully, Taika can still re-edit the movie so I get the right answers. <laughs> you keep doing uh, that. You, you can only do it like two more times. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> um, before we go, um, guys, do you want to plug the Sons of Me on your pa- podcast one more time? Yeah, absolutely. Um, y'all can yeah. follow us on a... Uh, we, we would like to release our episodes on YouTube if you want to see our shining faces and our reactions there. And it's Sons of Mjolnir. That's Sons of MJ. You know what? You guys are going to type it down in the comments anyway, and that's better than me spelling it because my ADHD is going to mess it up. <laughs> and, and then we're also on Twitter under the same name, Sons of Mjolnir. We also appear on Spotify for that if you want to hear us uh, just talk like you're hearing now, if that's easier for you while you're driving or if you want some late night comic talk while you read, uh, you know, whatever, man. Yeah, we're there. All right. And uh, you guys will be back with us after we see this movie for our results. Yes. But, so I want to say thank you guys very much for joining us this week. Thank you so much for having us. It seriously was such a blast. This was so fun to come and nerd out, and I hope that I didn't go too down the rabbit hole for you guys. <laughs> no, that is definitely we, what we're here we're for. We're all a little mad <laughs> here, Alice. Yes. <laughs> no, definitely thank you guys for, for having us out. And this has been an absolute high, highlight to both of our week, and the week's just started, so thank you. Awesome, awesome. And to our listeners, join us here at MC Rewind next time. On Monday, we're continuing our coverage of Runaways with Season 1, Episode 5. And remember to join, follow us and our guests on Twitter and give both of us the 5, 10, or 55-star rating, whatever your podcast app allows. As always, this is Marvel Cinematic Rewind for Thor 4 More Thor's Predictions, signing off. Have a marvelous day. Bye.